today with one of my most beautiful soul sisters, Leah Ramage. She goes by I Am the Dragon Goddess. Is that correct, Leah? Yes, that is. Okay, perfect. Um, Leah is just such a divine light. I feel so honored to walk this life with her. And I feel just absolutely blessed that I was privileged to work with Leah for six months in a mentorship container. And it just feels like such a blessing. I I just have so much gratitude for the beautiful souls that come into my world. It's just, I feel like I'm living a dream. And so welcome, Leah. It is such an honor to have you here. And I would love for you to share um, some of your experiences from our sound healing ceremonies that we've been enjoying together on Fridays. Well, thank you so much, Acacia, for having me. The honor is all mine. It's such a pleasure for me to be here and to get to share my experiences with sound and through your wonderful and amazing sound journeys. So I don't even know where to begin with this because you're really the mentor, teacher, and guide that introduced me to sound and helps me realize just how powerful sound is in creating space. It kind of reactivated my remembrance in how it all comes down to expansion and space creation. You know, we come into this life where we're just conditioned from the onset of our incarnation with limited beliefs, traumas, certain patterns and things like that. And sound is really this divine tool that allows us to just create space in order to be able to see these patterns. And once we're able to see these patterns, this is where the magic and the alchemy happens because we can start to shift out of them. And that is what sound creates for us is that space so that we can actually start to see ourselves. Sounds like grace to me, sister. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, well, totally. I love that you talk about grace because that's what I've been sitting with, actually. (laughs) today is just the grace for this experience especially when we're walking a spiritual path we can get so caught up in the healing journey and wanting to anchor in higher frequencies that we forget that we're also human and that means we're gonna make mistakes we're gonna fuck up here and there but that's where we need to tap into grace because as evolved as we might be as wise as we might be we still need to learn certain lessons and the lessons come through when we make these mistakes when we have these mishaps and we need these mishaps in order to grow and to expand and that's where tapping into grace is so important because it's what allows us to be human (laughs) right it's 100 percent, and just like that that the, the feeling of recognizing that we are like, we are those higher frequencies where we're setting an intention to anchor, but we're also in that human experience that gets to embody those high frequencies through those human experiences. 
Oh my God. I love how you said that a hundred percent. Yeah. I've, we're such on the same <laughs> kind of energetic timeline. Cause that's exactly what I was kind of channeling and tapping into yesterday while I was at the gym. I actually had to stop because all the downloads were coming through and I kind of renewed or deepened my commitment to spirit and told spirit, okay, you want these downloads to come through while I'm at the gym? I will create the space and the time for it. So I took out my phone and wrote down everything that was coming through. And that's basically it. <laughs> what you just said, how we are these higher frequencies and we choose to incarnate as humans in order to have a vessel through which we can embody them. And it's through that process of kind of anchoring and bring those frequencies down that we can have really vulnerable, intimate human moments. And that's where we need to allow grace to come in, because even though we might feel like it's a fuck up, it's something we need in order to evolve and become better. And as I've sat with all this, I've kind of started to release the need for duality and duality in terms of emotions of it being good or bad, evil, what have you, and just realizing that it just is. Yes. 100% like spirit it is everything there yeah. is nothing against anything and when we can surrender into that truth we can start to meet life with compassion and love and acceptance <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh my god exactly Acacia because that's exactly what I've been kind of sitting with and it's just I spend a lot of time just observing the world, observing people, and the main cause of their suffering is just the need for labels, and the need to put things in boxes in order for it to make sense logically, but emotions aren't logical. They're energy, they're water, they're meant to just flow, so to try and compartmentalize energy is just kind of really silly. It's kind of like trying to compartmentalize or put air in boxes, like, you can't put energy in a box. I love what you're speaking to, Leah. I love what you're speaking to because awareness is the ability to have an experience. It is the realm of spirit. And so the minute we go into trying to understand or interpret something, we've gone back into the mind. And that's why journeying with sound and accessing other aspects of our being with sound is so powerful because it's an experience. And if we try to interpret it while we're in that journey, we get pulled out <laughs> of it. <laughs> you know? Yeah, a hundred percent. And yeah, coming back to these journeys, like that's exactly what they allow. They allow us to have an experience where not that we necessarily bypass the mind, because I do find sometimes I still have that mental chatter, but it opens up the space for trust also that you are going to be guided on whatever type of journey you need to be guided on, even if that mental chatter is still going. Because I know on a few journeys, I find myself having a bit of anxiety and intense mental chatter of, well, what if I don't have a journey this time? <laughs> and then having to come back into grace and being like, the experience I need will happen if I it's not like a journey where I go to another realm like that's fine whatever it is 
it's exactly what I need it to be. And in particular, the last journey, the mental chatter and a bit of anxiety was really present. I'm like, you know what? It just is. It's just present. And I'm just going to let it be present. I'm going to accept that it's there and we're going to see what happens. And I still journeyed anyways, you know, and I think it was that acceptance and just that surrender of, okay, that mental chatter, that anxiety is there and we're just going to roll with it. And it's having that awareness to hold space while that's coming up is a part (laughs) of the process, right? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And it's just, exactly. And that's exactly what sound journey facilitates. It's that space creation in order to be able to hold all that space for all of it and not judge it either. 100%. (laughs) Oh. And so do you have an experience that has kind of, has there been a prominent experience where there's been this awakening and healing that's come out of one of these ceremonies, Leah? That's a very good question. I'd say for me personally, it's been reconnecting with my past lives for the most part and kind of re- membrane my connection to my ancestors as well and the lives they've lived in kind of just breathing new life into that connection and into the sacredness of those lifetimes and of those lives lived by my ancestors and just fundamentally realizing that like I've never been alone you know like we tend to think sometimes (laughs) when we're really struggling and going through it we're like oh I'm isolated I'm alone I'm this but it's like No, like there are thousands of ancestors that stand behind you and that are proud of the work you are doing, you know, and just kind of really reveling in that connection and that sacredness with my ancestors has been what's really stood out for me from these journeys. Because like, I've always kind of known they've been there, but this has just really facilitated connecting with them on such a deeper level. And how do you feel like that connection with your ancestors has supported you in walking through life and showing up in the physical in the physical world and bringing that inner light outside of you? It's knowing I'm fully supported 100%. And also knowing that <laughs> even though my life path in this life feels unconventional, it's not it goes back to my ancestors who were oracles who were seers who did interpret omens so for me to be wanting to do that in this life isn't weird even though it might seem so and it's just been really reassuring to know that that's in my bloodline you know and that I'm not the first to be like oh I like interpreting omens and things like that and I love divination and just to know that that support and that like I guess that talent and desire has always been present. Mm. And do you feel like that has supported you to trust those talents so that you can share them with the world around you? 100%. I'm definitely leaning more into that and knowing that I am supported by my ancestors and it is helping me develop a lot more trust, even though I do still feel a little bit like that weirdo, but I'm like, you know what? I love being that weirdo. You know, I'm not here to be conventional and I don't give a shit. (laughs) 
Weird is so good, honestly. I, I, yeah, I'm always asking my partner, am I weird? And I'm just like, <laughs> getting, I know I'm freaking weird and I love that about me. <laughs> yeah. Well, coming back to the sound journeys, because us talking about weirdness makes me think of Uranus and Uranus energy is that freak, is that weirdo who just, to me, just really is a visionary, but they just kind of, that energy really sees so far that it seems just like a dream to most people, you know, it's just so far out there that people are like, well, that's impossible, mm-hmm. you know? And I'm thinking back to like, even when the internet was created before it came to life, people were like, well, that's impossible. But it was just so fucking out there that people are like, well, that can't be. And Uranus brings in that energy, which I love. And you've introduced Uranus energy through your sound again it creates that space for us to allow ourselves to be unconventional and to allow that weirdness to just come through and shine because it is special it is unique we all have quirks and it's what makes us beautiful totally that electrical individuality and divinity it's so funny that you bring up Uranus because Uranus was a part of the trinity from last week's ceremony around light language And I'm curious, do you feel like since last week that more of this channeling has been more present in your day-to-day life? I'm just curious. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love your questions, Acacia. They're all so good. Now that you asked that question, yes. Like, I think just kind of giving into being unconventional and being kind of weird and out there it's created more space for that kind of magic and that channeling to just come through and to not judge it either because usually it'd be like oh well that's I don't understand oh this I'm busy doing that and now I'm like you know what like I've just really realized that my devotion is to spirit is to the divine and I don't care what that makes me look like. That's where my joy is. That's where my spark is. And I feel since I've renewed and kind of deepened that connection to spirit, yes, channeling messages has come through a lot easier. And I've also allowed the space for it too, because um, not yesterday, but a few days ago, I think we touched on this when we spoke, I was at the gym and I was on the elliptical and I got... The prompt, you need to go home and you need to meditate. And I'm just like, I just got to the gym. Are you kidding? (laughs) You know, and I'm like, fuck it. You know, I said I'd be open to receiving more of these messages to have more space to just cultivate a deeper, more intimate relationship with spirit. I went home, I meditated and I felt a thousand times better after that. It was exactly what I needed. And it's just in realizing that I need to allow myself to trust and to just give in to these intuitive hits a lot more because it's part of my path. I love that, Leah, because they will come at unexpected times. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And I really feel like I can feel that like that channel open in you tonight. There's kind of just been a little bit of a different energy and I like I can feel it like <laughs> the channel is there and I'm like wow um it's so nice to be sharing this space together and hearing about your experience of channeling 
And so are there any messages that you would that you would like to share in this moment? <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. Why not? So the gist of the download that came yesterday was really interesting because, as you know, I have a lot of earth in my birth chart. And it never really made sense to me, but the download came through yesterday. <laughs> and I just like, holy fuck, I need to write this down. So I was on the elliptical and I had my phone out. I just started writing everything out. And it was about realizing that people that have earth energy in this lifetime, they're here to anchor in spirituality and mysticism. For a lot of them, we tend to think that, oh, earth, like psychic abilities and stuff like that is associated with water for the most part, which it is. But earth has a different handle on psychic gifts and abilities. They're really here to just be that channel and that portal to bring it in and anchor it for other people to be able to grasp and understand it. And as this came through... <laughs> Yesterday, I was just like, holy fuck. Like, it just made so much more sense as to why I decided to incarnate and have a vessel to begin with instead of just be a spiritual guide in other realms, right? I actually chose to become, like, to densify and to be present in a physical vessel in order to be a physical representation of mysticism and spirituality. <laughs> I love that, Leah. And you know what? It's like, it's actually like being a bridge to making the more intangible, more tangible, you know, more believable. It's anchored and it's visible. And so taking that mysticism and really displaying what it looks like, how how it really is when it's really anchored and embodied. I love that. <laughs> Yeah, well, 100%. So it's just like, it just really lit something in me because like for the longest time, as I've studied my birth chart, I'm like, why did we choose like an earth incarnation? You know, like I'm a Capricorn sign. I'm like, why is this what we chose for ourselves? You know, knowing that I've been deeply spiritual in past lives and like why earth out of all the elements and things like that. And it was just really like, in order to just be that physical anchor for this energy, for these frequencies, and to not only embody it, but be able to explain and teach about it too, in a way that other people can understand. Mm, I love that. And you know what? Earth is kind of like, it's, it's, a, it's a structure. Like we need the earth to build upon. And so it sets up a beautiful foundation for individuals to build upon <laughs> yeah well that's that's exactly what I realized especially with being a Capricorn sun so it's like that Capricorn energy like they're the builders they build empires and it's just like okay well what does it take to build an empire especially when it comes to mysticism and spirituality and it's about becoming that inner authority for yourself it's self-mastery and that is what Capricorn energy especially for me anyways is here to teach is self-mastery and it's embodying these higher frequencies mm, I love that and that self-mastery is like that you know Capricorn's like that self-discipline prioritizing that spiritual connection and devotion so that it can be seen in the world, in the physical world. Mm. I love that you brought self-discipline up because that's 100% what it is. And 
it's funny because as I've reflected on everything like this past week, I've realized that I haven't lost touch with self-discipline. It's just shifted tremendously over the past two years in particular because I used to have such high self-discipline when it came to my legal studies. You know, I do my readings, I do like my analysis and everything. And it was just really like the discipline was really high in terms of reading the cases, being ready for exams, what have you, going to court and things like that. And I feel like I lost touch with self-discipline as I decided to just exit the legal profession. But I hadn't realized up until this week that it just, it's changed. It's still there, but it's taken on a different color. Mm. You know, the self-discipline I have now are my spiritual practices. It's no longer reading case law. You know, it's just, it's changed colors. And it's just made me happy to realize that self-discipline has never left. It's always just been there. It's just changed. Mm, I love that you're seeing with your divine eyes, you know, and dropping out of those judgments and just seeing that like the wild feminine (laughs) evolves (laughs) and that that self-discipline might be different day to day or week to week or month to month. Yeah, exactly. And to like circle back to grace, like that's, it's allowing ourselves the grace to just flow with it. You know, especially we talked about Uranus and like, I realized my day to day isn't supposed to be like routine or set in stone. I hate that, you know, and I was kind of suffocating my light by trying to be like, well, people say I should be planned, organized, structured, this, that. And I'm like, no, like I still get stuff done even if I allow myself the space to just flow the way I get stuff done isn't structured or organized. I just inherently trust myself to get it done. And you know what that supports? Genuine action. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, definitely. I love that. And not doing things because it, the shoulds, but really acting from a place of, divine action and like being able to connect to that stillness and to see what it what it what's going to be nourishing for the spirit and then to take action from that place 100 percent. and it's funny that we're talking about divine action because through taking divine action and not forced action it's made me trust myself even more because I'm allowing the divine to lead my action. And (laughs) the image I'm getting right now is when I clean my space, like people would think I'm completely disorganized when I clean, because I'll fold like three pieces of laundry, then I'll go clean a dish, then I might start sweeping an area, and then I'll go back to organizing something. And then eventually I'll circle back to laundry again. And then maybe I'll go clean another dish and then sweep elsewhere. And it might seem extremely chaotic and disorganized, and maybe it is, but everything gets done. And I'm just in the flow of the moment. I'm not, okay, well, I'm just going to do dishes first, then laundry, then this. It just irritates me. (laughs) (laughs) So I allow myself to flow with my cleaning and it gets done. And you know what? It's enjoyable. (laughs) You know what? There's some wisdom to that. I feel like when we know what needs to get done and it's clear, we're not overwhelmed by it, but we can, when we're a little bit like, eh, okay, I need to switch from this. We can switch to the next task. And it like allows the flow to continue. (laughs) 
Yeah, exactly. And it's just, it's shown me that I need versatility in my life too. You know, like we get sometimes so caught up, especially in the spiritual community in terms of figuring out, okay, well, what's my service? What's my container? What's my mission? What's my that? And then people just, they think they figure it out and then they just get so imprisoned by it that they become, I don't know even how to say it, like unifaceted. You know, they become just so obsessed with like their one container, their service and things. And through this unifaceted, they prevent themselves from growing and expanding and becoming better. Mm, Being malleable to the divine will of spirit. (laughs) Yes, exactly. I find like with saying that, like we can come back to like the planets and the frequencies, like they all have different energies and they'll show different facets of themselves at different times, you know, like right now Mars is coming up and like Mars is the God of war, but he's also strategy. If you think about it and just like that mental kind of intelligence as well. So it's just, there's these different facets to energies that we can tap into. And that's also why I love your sound healing ceremonies because we get a different experience with these planetary archetypes every time. And it just reflects how multifaceted we are if we allow ourselves the space to be. Mm, I love what you're speaking to this multifaceted essence of spirit because spirit has this ability, spirit has these mirror like qualities. And so, what happens when we journey, we see these different facets of ours, of the self in other dimensions it's not separate and so when we're journeying we are re we are reconnecting remembering the boundlessness of our soul and when we reconnect to those experiences we're more we are able to embody that wisdom and anchor that into the physical which totally kind of goes back around to that (laughs) capricorn that you were talking about (laughs) Yeah, well, exactly. And like, I just, I love that sound can create that space. And I think like the biggest takeaway is just, we need to allow ourselves to be multifaceted. Sometimes we can get so caught up in like, okay, well, I figured out my path. It's to be a coach. It's to be a mentor. It's to be a healer that we forget to allow ourselves to have the grace and the space to evolve, to change and to shift. And I think that sound just facilitates that ability for us to just allow ourselves to shift, allow ourselves to change the planetary frequencies. They shift, they change, they have different facets. We need to embrace that about ourselves too. 100%. I feel like the vision I just got was like being in this like cosmic portal gateway of just like, we're just in the flow, you know, we're just ever evolving I just feel like you're really speaking to something powerful because I never want, never want my one-on-one mentorship has never been the same. (laughs) It's always evolved. Well, exactly. And like, we're meant to, and I don't know, I guess I'm being drawn to like speak to what's kind of been going on in the spiritual community. And I know you and I have talked about this is just, I feel like there's just this pervasive, like unifaceted that's, that's just going throughout the community right now like we're just getting so preoccupied with like making it 
physically in terms of like money, success and things like that, that we've lost touch with the divine that even prompt us to begin this journey in serving the collective and serving the divine. And I just kind of really noticed that a lot of coaches, healers, mentors and stuff like they've lost their anchoring to the divine, to themselves, and they're just being swept away. And I think it comes down to there not being enough talk about allowing ourselves to shift and to change. Like one minute, you might be real gun ho about a container or a service. And then within a few months, it might not be in alignment anymore. And we need to allow ourselves the space to just shift and to change and to just kind of anchor ourselves back down into our truth. Like I feel a lot of people are getting so kind of stuck up in like the money making program that's out there you know like when they first start their service they're like oh i'm connected to spirit i want to serve the collective and all that great wisdom that's there in the beginning but then they lose sight of their origin and why they even started what they're doing now because the as soon as the money comes in they lose sight of who they are well you know what i feel like i've gotten taken away into those worries of money and finances and making it and I know that spirit took me there because I'm a spiritual ninja to see and so I trust you know that others are also getting the teachings and lessons they need because it's bringing clarity to everyone which is a huge blessing Yeah, well, exactly. And like, that's the thing. It's just, it's about realizing what you just said, like those money blocks that lack programming that might be surfacing or present. It's exactly there. It's there to teach us and get us to expand and reconnect with source, with spirit, but ultimately to reconnect back with ourselves because worth comes from within. It's not what you have in your bank account. It never will be. It's always from what's within you. Totally. Self-identity is not the money. It is the connection with the inner light and the spirit within. And that's where we that's where we are meant to identify from and to trust and to be in gratitude, you know, for everything that we have now, because it's so easy to, you know, get caught up in that rat race of the future and miss the abundance of what's really unfolding in our lives now. Yeah, 100%. Like that, exactly. I couldn't have said it better myself. Yeah, it's about really cultivating like that inner security and that inner stability. And (laughs) earth energy has been all around me this week. And it's just realizing like, there's nothing outside that's ever going to make you feel secure. There's nothing outside that's ever going to give you that stability and that foundation that you desperately seek. And it's that kind of lack of awareness around needing to know that security and stability come from within that creates this rat race mentality, right? Because we see all the celebrities, we see all the successful people, they have a bunch of cars, they have houses, and then like, well, they're secure, they're stable. But as a person, like, they're really not, they're still chasing, Right. And that's when, you know, like they're not operating from an inner sense of security or stability because they're chasing it outside of themselves when it's been inside them this whole time. That's the 3D celebrity. 
And, you know, <laughs> there's the 5D celebrity, which is selling liberty through spiritual devotion and connection. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, well, exactly. And it's just, yeah, well, it's taking that time to just pull back and realize that, like, there's all these programs just running and sometimes we do buy into it you know and it's about taking that time to just take a step back and I find shamanic journeying through your ceremonies through meditation like that's really where we get to reconnect with the self and just be like okay like what is actually coming up for me right now what kind of program is running okay where does that stem from and it just it again it, it all comes down to space it just gives us the space to be able to observe everything that's coming up. Yeah, space is a beautiful thing. And sound has a way of creating that space for clarity, for direction, and for connecting to past lives. And so Leah, would you like to share some of these connections or remembering of past lives that you've experienced in the ceremonies? <laughs> well there's been so much it's it's just really been a blessing in order to be able to reconnect with so many different energies and in terms of past lives like it's really been for me to solidify and kind of strengthen my belief in myself in regards to my healing abilities my psychic abilities and that kind of thing because we live in a world where we've lost touch with all these aspects yet spirituality is on the rise you know, and we've lost touch with these rites of passage that helped us feel kind of valid in having these gifts and things like that. But since that's not present in society anymore, for me, reconnecting with my past lives is what's given me that recognition and that sense of inner validation and acknowledgement that, you know what, doing this unconventional stuff that I'm now feeling more connected to, I've done in multiple past lives, you know, and it's helped me kind of move through some of those worries and that anxiety of like, well, what if like, I look like I'm fake or imposter syndrome and things like that. But then I'm just like, I've tapped into countless past lives where I've done this work, you know? So my soul is, has been doing this for millions of years and in reconnecting with all that, I'm just like, as much as my human self sometimes freaks out, my soul self is like, we're ready for this. We've been doing this for lifetimes now, you know, and it's just about kind of the experience around harmonizing that relationship between my soul self and my human self, which is part of why we incarnate on earth. You know, we have this soul self that wants to experience being human, you know, and it's for me, it's really been a, about harmonizing that relationship and bringing inner union. Mm, and harmonizing the future and past with the present, because when you are journeying, you are connecting to those past lives, which are showing you that all of those qualities, maybe not the exact same external structure is existing but all of those gifts and qualities and memories are living here now you know what memory is coming from mine and so if you want to speak to this I would love to explore it but was the sound journey I think it was um called allowing a new layer of beauty to be seen and 
there was this moment where I spoke to projecting this galactic mirror where you could connect into the future, into the space. And if I'm remembering correctly, it took you the other way. <laughs> Good memory. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Acacia, that one was all your sound journeys are just spectacular, but that one, oh my God. Yeah. I was brought back to like my origin story, which was really wild. Like I've known for a while now that like I'm a star seed and I've had incarnations in multiple different star systems and galaxies. So it's always been kind of hard for me to pinpoint, okay, what type of star seed I am. And eventually I got to the point where I'm like, I don't care. It doesn't matter. <laughs> and then through that sound healing journey, I was just like, holy shit. I ended up in Mantaka and I just felt so happy there till it got destroyed and I got taken away and all that trauma came up that was a very powerful healing journey because of everything kind of brought to the surface and it kind of just really made me realize just <laughs> it made me feel better that even though there was all that trauma like my gifts origin is so far away and it just illustrates that they've been present with me all this time and I have nothing to worry about when it comes to just owning my gifts and things like that but yeah no see my origin kind of story was wild in of itself just exploring that trauma really letting myself experience it and remember it for the most part because it had just been kind of suppressed for so long and just getting to reconnect with that facet of myself and just realizing where those parts of me actually come from. You know, like I get told a lot that like, I don't necessarily display like the traditional Capricorn traits. Like I'm very connected to my emotions. I'm very connected to water. And it's just helped me realize why I used to live in a water realm. I used to just live in water all the time for the most part and it just really explains my connection to water here like water creatures I love like jellyfish are one of my favorite creatures and things like that so it's just really shed a lot of light on who I am and why I am the way I am mm, thank you so much for sharing Leah that is just such a powerful experience to connect with your origin story and to know that and to trust the knowing to trust what spirit showed you. And if I'm not mistaken, you also connected to the origin of your family. Yeah. Oh my God. That was wild. Like I just, I was just at a loss for words because like ever since I can remember being in awareness in this lifetime, I love my parents, but I knew I came from elsewhere. That was always present within me. Even as a child, I remember just observing things and being like, the only thing I really like about this place is nature. It's the bugs, it's the frogs, it's the animals. And that's really where I felt connected because besides that, I'm like, this isn't my home. So in going through my origin story and going back to Mintaka and eventually reconnecting with like my original parents, knowing that my mother was a water nymph, you know? So it just kind of really explains like my sacred connection to water. And it's just always held like this divine place in my life and being able to understand why was just so beautiful and 
also connecting with my father who was a fairy king as well so just kind of really allowing myself to be seen in regards to water healing abilities but also royalty as well like we tend to think in society everyone's calling themselves a king or a queen but it's just they're come they're how can i say this there's a set of values that come with owning the fact that you're royalty it's not just a title that you just slap on it just it has a set of values that need to be upheld as well like honor reverence respect sacredness and it's just bringing those values back through that connection that I got with my father as well Mm, so beautiful Leah oh I just feel so fulfilled and blessed to be here with you (laughs) 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 yeah I was giggling the other day I mentioned it to you I was just like I cannot wait to connect with Leah because like she's just so connected with her emotions and I was like oh it's so funny because someone (laughs) who would look at your chart and see your son in Capricorn would maybe miss that unless they were intuitively reading deeper into your essence. (laughs) Yeah, well, exactly. And it's just, it stumped me also, because I'm just like, I'm, I've read my chart. I'm just like, huh. But it's just realizing that like your charts are just a glimpse of who we actually are. They're a good map and they're a good, kind of origin point especially if you have an interest in astrology but they don't paint the whole picture for me it's really been around realizing that my birth chart for me symbolizes energies I've come here to master and for me I've always felt uncomfortable with earth and fire maybe a bit more comfortable but not so much either and it's realizing okay like my background is water that's why I don't have a lot of water in my chart in this life because I've mastered it and it is my comfort also like you and I both know I have Scorpio in the fourth house the fourth house is home energy it's foundation and like Scorpio is there Pluto's there and it's my area of comfort is the depth it's I think of the abyss this morning as I was visualizing my happier place it was the abyss it was the depth of the ocean with all the weird creatures like that is my happy place (laughs) that's so beautiful and Scorpio is totally like the the hidden mystery in the water realms navigating unknown territory in the emotions and experiences in the unseen yeah well exactly and I'm realizing I'm understanding my birth chart more and more as we progress through your healing journeys, through me just doing self-reflection, like how clever I orchestrated this birth chart. (laughs) I love what Uh, you just touched on is that like we design our birth charts before we incarnate because we pick the the particular time that we're going to come through that portal And so, of course, if there's things we want to work on, that's why we're going to choose to have our son in that sign, because we're here to have the most deep experience in that sign and element so that we can come to mastery and understanding and more compassion. 100%. And honestly, Acacia, I can't thank you enough because you're the one that mentioned that 
to me for the first time. I remember during our container together, you told me when we got to my sixth house where my son is, that Capricorn is energy I'm meant to grow into. And I'll never forget it because the relief that washed over me, I stopped trying to pressure myself to be something to be different to be whatever and I just allowed myself to be because Capricorn is big energy to grow into you know like they're the powerhouse of the zodiac they're the builders you know and they just they have this far-reaching vision right like they're mountain goats they climb mountains you know and to just have this energy and to have the sun there and to have it just be like okay sure like I display some of the like personality traits and things like that but to not feel like it's me as soon as you said that I'm just like oh wow it's something I'm working towards I'm growing towards I'm expanding towards and that just made me feel so good and it just yeah provided so much relief because I stopped kind of being like okay well why am I like this why did I design it that way and it's just a, a light bulb went off as soon as you mentioned that it's an energy you're meant to just grow into and I definitely feel that especially with all the earth energy downloads I've been receiving because like that's the other thing I'm just like earth is very heavy midhaven sixth house second house and I've really been okay like trying to connect with those energies a lot more and that's where the downloads came through this week I'm like holy fuck that's why it's to really start to anchor those frequencies because of course I'm uncomfortable in doing that and being seen for that. I'm used to being in the water. I'm used to being mysterious, hidden. You don't know if I exist or if I'm real. Whereas in this life, I've chosen to be real, to be in a physical vessel that people can see, you know? (laughs) Mm, I love that, Leah. And you know what? It's like, you've been getting all of these channelings of earth, right? The earth energy, And having that sun in the sign Capricorn in the element of earth is like speaking to the ability to also connect to source energy to channel understanding of the earth energy. Especially with, you know, the memory you came in, the memory that you were presented with of your origin story. It might have been really hard to understand what life on earth would be like you know and as as spiritual beings we're here to cultivate compassion (laughs) like that lifelong like Capricorn journey of climbing the mountain is kind of you know coming into more and more compassion for the diversity of life yeah exactly and I like that you mentioned diversity because talking about my mountains like I've realized Like there's just been like this desire for me to just keep seeking and keep climbing mountains. And I've climbed already multiple mountains, you know, like law was one of them. It was a 15 year climb to this mountaintop where I got there. I'm like, I fucking hate it here. (laughs) And then over the summer, it was another one. And it was just one-on-one coaching. And at the time it resonated. Like that's the thing. And I think that's like a biggest kind of takeaway. Like sometimes we can inherently feel that something's not that it's not right, but we know there's more beyond, especially when you have foresight and like you're psychic, you can sometimes already tell that something's not right, but you know, you need to follow through for the lesson. And I think that is one of the hardest things 
that's not really talked about often enough is just that difficulty in having (laughs) a vision and having sight and realizing, okay, I'm going to have to take this detour before I get to my next step, you know, and the frustration that that can cause as well, because as you know, I did a program over the summer. I really thought I wanted to do one-on-one coaching and that was a hundred percent in alignment during the summer. But things shifted after that. Within three months, I'm like, I don't even want to do that anymore. And I think that's to circle back to how we talked about like changing and being multifaceted. It's scary. You don't know where the divine's going to want to take you. And to touch back onto grace, that's where we need grace to be able to shift and allow ourselves to just change directions and that it's okay. And that's part of life. Mm, I love the circle you just brought us on or the spiral, the sacred spiral (laughs) of life, Leah, because, you know, it really just goes to show that no matter where someone's being, no matter where someone is walking, they're walking there because spirit has guided them there. And so even though it might not be their end all be all, they're there for a reason. And so that just gives us permission to trust our own lessons because as starseeds, we are system busters. And so we are those spiritual ninjas that go in and we have to be a part of something to understand what, what value is here. You know, what good can I take away from it? Because I've been in programs where there were good things I took away. And then there were also some things that I didn't resonate with. And when the dissonance starts to outweigh the resonance, that's usually a sign of, okay, there's a closure, there's an ending coming here. And we have to come back into sovereign alignment with the spirit that's within us. I like that sovereign alignment. Yeah, well, exactly. And like, that's exactly what it allowed me to kind of explore also is just that sovereign alignment, because we touched on like lessons and things like that. And that's exactly what they're for. They're there to teach us something. And I've really realized that sometimes it is about us affirming our sovereignty. And that's all it's about, you know, we can go through experiences and not really understand why. But it's about affirming ourselves. And I find that as we've touched on your sound healing journeys, like they've really made that a lot easier for me. They've kind of really opened up the channels within me for me to be able to express my sovereignty, for me to be able to set boundaries and speak my truth. Like these are things I've personally struggled with a lot. You know, I used to, as much as people might think I talk a lot, when I'm in my private sphere, I'm usually the space holder. And that means I usually silence myself in order to just hold the space and I hold back my truth. But through your sound healing journeys in our containers together, it's created this space for me to have my voice and have my frequency actually start to awaken and come out. Mm, I love that. And I feel that Leah. (laughs) (laughs) and I could like for some reason I could just feel like the planets with you and speaking out of you like feeling that resonance and that return to oneness 
Yeah, exactly. And I believe that like that oneness will come once we all learn that we need to be speaking our truth unfiltered, unmarked, unprogrammed, and just it's pure and it's authentic. And I'm being pulled to like talk about like authenticity and things like that and speaking truth and how hard it actually is to do those things Mm -hmm. due to trauma, due through programs, due to abuse or what have you and how there's just really this need for us to start shedding those programs and to start working through that trauma and that abuse so that we can reclaim our voice. You know, I'm being pulled back to, (laughs) I was in high school and we had to record ourselves speaking for something. And I remember hearing my voice. I was just like, Jesus Christ, is that what I sound like? And even there, just looking back on the judgment I held for my own fucking frequency was just astounding and I know I'm not alone in holding that judgment about my frequency and through our time together and your sound healing journeys it's really opened up my throat center to the point where I love hearing myself speak (laughs) I love my laugh I love my singing voice I love everything about my own frequency and that in itself has been such a divine gift Acacia Mm, Leah <laughs> you know what I also have memories of being in high school and like I think I hearing myself on that <laughs> answering machine and I was like what I sound like <laughs> so different from every other voice <laughs> and I remember oh my god it was probably almost a year ago now I remember getting a message from you and you're like my voice I'm singing mantras and I'm just in love with my voice I was just like I remember when that woke up in me and it was just like, oh my God, what a divine gift. And it's crazy that we can go through life and not even recognize that we have a unique Uranian (laughs) frequency that's so different and radical and full of like vital life force energy that's just waiting to be celebrated. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And I'm pretty sure Akisha, you mentioned this at some point, you said we are tuning forks. And I have just really embodied that because I'm just like, you know, at some point it happened where like, I had like this moment where it's just like, it was really questioning about like, am I enough? Is my voice enough? Is the wisdom and the nourishment I carry through speaking enough? And I kind of went through that questioning and processing that over the past few months and the realization is yes my voice is healing in of Mm -hmm. itself you know and it's just it's coming back to realizing that we are tuning forks for each other we need to be speaking we need to be laughing we need to be singing and chanting again and just really activating our throats because as we activate our throat more of the collective is going to activate their throat more people are going to start speaking their truth. And that's when we're going to realize that we're all one. We've always been connected. And that there's room for all of us. And that speaking the truth when it comes from the heart, even if someone doesn't fully believe it, you know, they can recognize that it's a part of the universal truth. And so that creates a a feeling and experience of oneness. 
and that, yeah, our bodies totally are tuning forks. And what's really awesome, actually, is that so there's a tuning fork has one base with two, um, let's call them arms or legs that come up. And so our body, we have kind of like the one core of our head down to our spine with the two legs. And so the base is cut coming from the celestial. So we're transmitting celestial frequencies, but we also have arms like trees and our legs can come together. So we're also emitting earth frequencies as well. And so we have this universal tuning fork. <laughs> we're walking gongs. We have these sovereign frequencies within us that the world is just waiting to be bathed in. Oh my God, Acacia. I loved the visual I got as you were saying that, like celestial frequencies, earth frequencies. I'm like, hell yes, like that's what it's about. Mm -hmm. And no one can tell us what our truth is. You know, our truth comes from within and it might not be accepted by everyone, but the fulfillment that will come out of speaking one's own truth is so liberating and healing for even the person that might not accept it. <laughs> 100%. And also when it comes to truth, like <laughs> the funny thing is truth can shift. It can change. And it's part of our frequency changing and elevating itself, you know, like we'll start somewhere in a certain frequency and something's going to resonate as truth and be in alignment. And it's okay to outgrow that truth and to change and be like, actually, I'm leveling up. This is my new truth now. And this is the new frequency I'm in and I'm here to embody and share. So many spiritual teachers have spoken to this, that every truth is also untrue. And it really depends where we are in our journey and it does not make anyone better than anyone else but we have to be able to identify what's true for us yes exactly we need to just go with what is true for us but also in knowing what's true for us allow the other to have a different truth you know and know that we're all in our sacred expression one hundred percent. Oh, Leah, you know what? I have had my heart feels so full. I always love connecting with you and just getting to experience your deep, deep wisdom. And you're just like your exploding heart. I just feel so much love in your presence. And oh, today this call has been so amazing. <sighs> and so how can some people follow your journey? Where would you like to send them to? Uh, well, the easiest <laughs> place to find me would be on Instagram. For now, I am working on a website, but that's behind the scenes. And I operate in divine flow. So that's going to be birthed on God, God's timing. So for now, the best place to find me is on Instagram at I am the dragon goddess. Mm, beautiful follow Leah's journey because she is full of wisdom and magic and just inspiring people to <laughs> be their authentic selves and to show up when spirit calls <laughs> well thank you so much Acacia 
as always, I just love basking in your energy, my energy, and just the fusion of the frequencies as they mix together. It's just so healing and nourishing. So thank you so much for having me today. Oh, it's an honor. Thank you so much, sister. <laughs> oh, I love you. I love you too. Thank you so much for dropping in with Leah and I. It was such an honor to have her as a guest on the Sound Healing Temple podcast. Leah is so dreamy and I am just so eternally grateful for her presence in my life. And oh my God, like I was blessed to be able to collaborate with this goddess on her healing journey Like, I can't even believe that I was blessed to have worked with her for six months. Like, I am, it is a friendship that is going to eternally evolve into more beauty. And so I am so, so honored to reconnect with a soul sister, a star sister. And we would really love to hear if you're listening. And so please leave any comments and Please do share this episode with your community if you feel like there's some messages in there that would support their growth and their ability to shine in this world. And so I really look forward to creating more content for you all and to really explore the beauty of sound healing and how it can support us to relish in our connection with our ancestors just like Leah spoke of it's such a beautiful tool sound is so powerful for creating space for us to feel and know and trust that connection with our ancestors so that we can radiate the light we are here to radiate by merely existing by allowing our presence to be our greatest tool and gift in this world and so such an honor to have you here listening please give me a message send me a dm and share anything that really spoke to your heart because this podcast is all about creating community